Letter fifty eight of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends. Edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. To Thomas Keats. Octercairn for Ockercairn, third for second, July eighteen eighteen my dear tom we are now in meg merrily's country and have this morning passed through some parts exactly suited to her kirkcudbright county is very beautiful very wild with craggy hills somewhat in the westmoreland fashion we have come down from dumfries to the seacoast part of it the following song you will have from dilk or perhaps you would like it here newton stewart july fifth four fourth yesterday was passed in kirkcudbright the country is very rich very fine and with a little of devon i am now writing at newton stewart six miles into wigtown our landlady of yesterday said very few southerners passed hereaways the children jabber away as if in a foreign language the barefooted girls looked very much in keeping I mean with the scenery about them. Brown praises their cleanliness and appearance of comfort, the neatness of their cottages, etc. It may be. They are very squat among trees and fern and heath and broom, on level slopes and heights, but I wish they were as snug as those up the Devonshire valleys. We are lodged and entertained in great varieties. We dined yesterday on dirty bacon, dirtier eggs, and dirtiest potatoes with a slice of salmon we breakfast this morning in a nice carpeted room with sofa hair-bottomed chairs and green baized mahogany a spring by the roadside is always welcome we drink water for dinner diluted with a gill of whiskey Dongagadi, july six yesterday morning we set out from glenlutz going some distance round to see some rivers they were scarcely worth the while we went on to stranraer in a burning sun and had gone about six miles when the mail overtook us we got up were at port patrick in a jiffy and i am writing now in little ireland the dialects on the neighbouring shores of scotland and ireland are much the same yet i can perceive a great difference in the nations from the chambermaid at this nate tune kept by mr kelly she is fair kind and ready to laugh because she is out of the horrible dominion of the scotch kirk a scotch girl stands in terrible awe of the elders poor little susannas they will scarcely laugh and their kirk is greatly to be damned these kirkmen have done scotland good query they have made men women old men young men old women young women boys girls and all infants careful so that they are formed into regular phalanges of savers and gainers such a thrifty army cannot fail to enrich their country and give it a greater appearance of comfort than that of their poor rash neighbourhood these kirkmen have done scotland harm they have banished puns and laughing and kissing etc 
except in cases where the very danger and crime must make it very gustful i shall make a full stop at kissing for after that it should be a better parenthesis and go on to remind you of the fate of burns poor unfortunate fellow his disposition was southern how sad it is when a luxurious imagination is obliged in self-defence to deaden its delicacy and vulgarity and rotten things attainable that it may not have leisure to go mad after things which are not no man in such matters will be content with the experience of others it is true that out of suffering there is no dignity no greatness that in the most abstracted pleasure there is no lasting happiness yet who would not like to discover over again that cleopatra was a gypsy helen a rogue and ruth a deep one i have not sufficient reasoning faculty to settle the doctrine of thrift as it is consistent with the dignity of human society with the happiness of cottagers all i can do is by plump contrast were the fingers made to squeeze a guinea or a white hand were the lips made to hold a pen or a kiss and yet in cities man is shut out from his fellows if he is poor the cottager must be very dirty and very wretched if she be not thrifty the present state of society demands this and this convinces me that the world is very young and in a very ignorant state we live in a barbarous age i would sooner be a wild deer than a girl under the dominion of the kirk and i would sooner be a wild hog than be the occasion of a poor creature's penance before those execrable elders it is not so far to the giant's causeway as we supposed we thought it seventy and here it is only forty-eight miles so we shall leave one of our knapsacks here at donagadi take our immediate wants and be back in a week when we shall proceed to the county of ayr in the packet yesterday we heard some ballads from two old men one was a romance which seemed very poor then there was the battle of the boyne then robin hood as they call him before the king you shall go 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 before the king you shall go strong july ninth we stopped very little in ireland and that you may not have leisure to marvel at our speedy return to port patrick i will tell you that it is as dear living in ireland as at the hummums thrice the expense of scotland it would have cost us fifteen pound before our return moreover we found those forty-eight miles to be irish ones which reached to seventy english so having walked to belfast one day and back to donagadee the next we left ireland with a fair breeze we slept last night at port patrick when i was gratified by a letter from you on our walk in ireland we had too much opportunity to see the worse than nakedness the rags the dirt and misery of the poor common irish a scotch cottage though in that sometimes the smoke has no exit but at the door is a palace to an irish one we could observe that impetuosity in man and women we had the pleasure of finding our way through a peat bog three miles long at least dreary flat dank black and spongy here and there were poor dirty creatures 
and a few strong men cutting or carting peat we heard on passing into belfast through a most wretched suburb that most disgusting of all noises worse than the bagpipes the laugh of a monkey the chatter of women the scream of a macaw i mean the sound of the shuttle what a tremendous difficulty is the improvement of such people i cannot conceive how a mind with child of philanthropy could grasp at its possibility with me it is absolute despair at a miserable house of entertainment halfway between dongadi and belfast were two men sitting at whiskey one a laborer and the other i took to be a drunken weaver the laborer took me to be a frenchman and the other hinted at bounty money saying he was ready to take it on calling for the letters of port patrick the man snapped out what regiment on our return from belfast we met a sedan the duchess of dunghill it is no laughing matter though imagine the worst dog kennel you ever saw placed upon two poles from a mouldy fencing and such a wretched thing sat a squalid old woman squat like an ape half starved from a scarcity of biscuit in its passage from madagascar to the cape with a pipe in her mouth and looking out with a round-eyed skinny-lidded inanity with a sort of horizontal idiotic movement of her head squat and lean she sat and puffed out the smoke while two ragged tattered girls carried her along what a thing would be a history of her life and sensations i shall endeavor when i have thought a little more to give you my idea of the difference between the scotch and irish the two irishmen i mentioned were speaking of their treatment in england when the weaver said ah you were a civil man but i was a drinker till further notice you must direct to inverness your most affectionate brother john end of letter fifty eight